here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. Galatians 2 and 5, uh, we're going to show you something, then we're going to ask you a question, and we're going to see how, can you help me find it this morning? Now, this is what I had to do to be able to get the word of God. Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 through verse number 5, and then we're going to give you our subject, and then it's going to be a question, and then I'm going to see, do you understand it? Galatians chapter number 2, verse 1. Fourteen years later, this is after Paul's conversion. Fourteen years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas. And I took Titus with me also, and I went up by revelation. I communicated unto him that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised, and that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, the Bible said, who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we gave place, by subjection, no, not for an hour. This is why. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to ask you a question. All those who listen to us, our television broadcast uh, out there on Facebook or podcast, I want to ask you a question. What is the truth of the gospel? That's going to be our question. What is the truth of the gospel. Do you understand this word? What is the truth of the gospel? I'm going to ask you a question. What is the truth of the gospel? Because when God first gave me this teaching, I didn't know. And God asked me, what is the truth of the gospel? But he showed it to me in the same chapter. So that's what I want to do today. I want to ask you the question, then we want to go to it. See, I want you to be able to know in your own heart, do you know what it is right off the bat? What is the truth of the gospel? Then I said to God, well, I know what the truth is, I know what the gospel is, but I don't, I don't know what the truth of the gospel is. See, you have to hear what the question said. He didn't ask you what was the truth. He didn't ask you what was the gospel. He asked you what is the truth of the gospel. Otherwise, if you read this out of the NLT, it says, what is the truth of the gospel message? All right. Because there's something that God is going to show us today going to change your life forever. And I believe that's what God is doing because, you know, there are three different teachings. Three different teachings in the Bible that we're going to see that the Apostle Paul had gone through. He had gone through teaching the law because he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. And then he had also gone teaching the kingdom of God or the gospel of the kingdom. And now he is teaching the gospel of Christ. All right, you want to write them down. He taught the law. Then he taught the gospel of the kingdom. And then he's going to teach the gospel of Christ. Now, to be able to understand this teaching and understand what is the truth of the gospel. Now, we in volume two, part five. And we're teaching on understanding God's vision. 
So you got to understand God's vision, what he gave the apostle Paul. All right, now let's go into this. Let's, let's begin to see it as it unfolds. Now we got Peter, James, and John. So let's go back to chapter 1, and then we're going to go 14 years later, chapter 2, and Paul is going to end up in Jerusalem. So let's go back to chapter 1 first. Now in, in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1, now remember, I'm taking you back here because I want you to be able to see the whole picture. I'm going to give you most of it at 9 o'clock, and I'll give you the rest at 11 o'clock, and you're going to be able to see what's going on in our churches today. You're going to see why there's so much division in the churches, why churches are preaching different things. is because they do not understand God's vision. It's because they do not understand what is the truth of the gospel. So today, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be some uh, people set free in the body of Christ because there are a lot of people believing two different things. Like right now, we got tremendous separation in, the, in churches. You got churches believing that you're saved by water baptism. When I say that, I'm talking about the law. They'll believe that they are saved by, when I say saved, their salvation. They have their faith in water baptism, bread and wine on the table to get rid of sin. See, that's what you have today. But it has separated the church because that's what religion does. Re I want to say that out. Religion separates the church. Religion separates the church. That's what religion does. Religion separates the church. See, so when people believe you're baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved, and then I believe you're saved by the cross, Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, automatically we already divided. Then you got a church over here believe that you're saved by Romans 10, 9, and 10. You got to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You got to believe in your heart God raised Jesus from the dead, then you shall be saved. Thou shalt be saved. See, that's another teaching. So you have the confession of faith to be saved. Then you have believing in Christ's death, and resurrection to be saved. Then you have water baptism to be saved. So you got all, then you got people believe you're saved when you eat the bread off the table and the wine off the table. So you got all these things, but it brought division to the church. This teaching today is going to give you the answer to all of this. So if you think you're right, and I say I know I'm right, then let's see. The Word of God will clarify that today. Hallelujah. All right, now let's go to Galatians chapter 1. Let's start this off now. Here's Apostle Paul in verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not of man, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Now, here's Paul writing a letter to Galatia. He's telling the church of Galatia where he has been, what, what he's been doing, because he wanted these churches to receive him because he had been a person who was a Roman citizen, uh, Jewish by nature, 
And here he was teaching the law, and then he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom, and now he's teaching the gospel of Christ. Okay, you follow me? So here is, now he's going to say in verse number three, grace be to you in peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. He's telling you what he's preaching. Christ gave himself for our sins. Christ gave himself. Now over here at Peter's church, Peter, James, and John, they still eating bread off the table and taking communion because they are still trying to keep the law. Although God, let me say this, Although God revealed to Peter his message in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 18, Peter still preaching the law. Because he never, he never, he got the revelation, who do, who do men say I the son of man am? Can we just go back there first? Let's go do that. Matthew chapter number 16, we'll come right back. Let's go, let's go back and see what God gave Peter. Matthew 16, 13. Let's go back and see what God gave Peter. God gave Peter his vision, what he wanted him to preach, which was the gospel of the kingdom. Now, Peter going to get into that after he meet Paul. See, after this chapter, Peter is going to find out what he's supposed to be preaching because he really don't know. So Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 is where we're at right now. Here we go. All right, now when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say I, that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some say you are liars, and others say you are Jeremiah, you are one of the prophets. He said to them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Jesus says, answered and said to him, Bless I thy Simon by Jonah. Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I say to you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, watch what he says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then he said to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. See? And whatsoever thou bind on earth, of, that word bind, talking about forgive and not to forgive. Whatsoever you forgive on earth should be forgiven in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth or you forgive on earth should be forgiven in heaven. All right, so God gave, will, will give him the message of forgiveness. All right, so when they believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then God said you, your message, will, if they believe it, they will receive forgiveness of sin. All right, now, that was his message. Let's go back to Galatia. God gave him the message, but still, he was still under the law. And by meeting Paul, God's going to reveal it to him. See, if you're under the law, like Peter was, and God gave him the gospel of the kingdom, you won't know until you meet somebody who have the revelation of the mystery. See, good morning. My name is Pastor Earl O'Crump of Adore Faith Christian Church, and God has given me the revelation of the mystery. And because he has, and, and because you listen to this message, this ministry, you will realize what you're preaching. You've got to find somebody who knows. You can't blame me because I know I've been ministering 40 years. God showed me. I didn't, show, he didn't, I didn't see it all at the beginning, 
But, I, but now I understand what the difference in the messages. All right, so stay, stay tuned. All right, now in Galatians chapter 1, that's where we are, we're back. So Paul told him in verse 4, Christ gave himself for our sins. So now that would automatically get rid of the bread on the table for sin, wine on the table for sin, water baptism for sin, foot wash. See, all that stuff, religion. Christ gave himself for our sins. Why? That he might deliver us from this present evil world according to here it is, the will of God. Remember, I'm teaching understanding God's vision. God's vision is his will. All right? According to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now he's going to get into some things that he was seeing. Remember now, Paul was a visionary, and God gave him the vision for the new covenant. So he's telling you what he said. He, he's talking to the Galatia church. He said, look, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that call. Remember I told you in a new covenant, if, if I was under Romans 10, 9 and 10, which I was to be saved, God convicted me because under that teaching, you are not saying God called you to be saved. If you read it, it'll say whosoever shall call. We're going to do that today. We're going to do that before we go anywhere. Let's go to Romans 10. Start verse number 8. See, if you, just, if you just allow somebody to show you, see, I, I, I'm like this. Man, if I'm wrong, show me. Romans chapter number 10. But nobody can show you if they don't know. And that's why God raised up this ministry at Door of Faith. Uh, we've been over here at this place. We are now 21 years. But this ministry started out on Ma Luther King Boulevard in the basement, a condemned building. All right, so we had just celebrated our 35th anniversary and 40 years of ministry. All right, so watch this in Romans chapter 10 and start in verse 8. All right, start with verse 8. Now, I want you to switch over to the NLT. Let's do that because I want to make sure we're going to wait for you. Romans 10 and 8. Now, we're going we're gonna to show you what this is saying in the NLT, the New Living Translation. All right, now in the NLT, it's going to say in verse number 8, all right, Romans 10 and verse 8. Here it go. Now, we're going to read this also out of the NLT. Uh, uh, that's what we're going to show to you just now. Romans chapter 10, and we're going to start reading with just verse number 8. Everybody ought to be there by now. All right, Romans chapter 10 and verse number 8. All right, now the Apostle Paul is, is, is really want to get his message over because he's already talked about with Israel. He prayed for Israel that they might be saved. All right, now in verse 8 he said, In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. The message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith. Now, remember, the message is not about Christ. It's about faith. It's the message about faith that we preach. Then he's going to tell you how faith works. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, remember, that is Peter's message. Who do men say I, the Son of Man, is? 
thou art the Christ. Remember my read to that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 18? Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? All right. Jesus is Lord. That's the message. So it says, if you believe Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, it says you will be saved. I want to make sure we, we really understand that at the end. It didn't say you are saved. It said you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart. It, listen what it says. It is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Listen what it says. It is by believing in your heart you are made right with God. Now remember, once I show you what God showed Paul and convicted Peter, James, and John, he's going to show them how they were saved. How they were saved, they had to be justified. And that's, I'm giving you ahead of time. That, that word justified right here means you've been made right with God. So he's going to say, for in believing in your heart is how you were justified. What they had to believe. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. See the difference? It is by believing in your heart you are made right with God. But it is by confessing with your mouth you are saved. Now that's Israel gospel. That's the gospel of the kingdom. So if you follow your Bible all the way out into all the book of Revelation, Peter, James, and John, Jude, all that, you, Hebrews, you follow all that out, you'll continue that same thing. They had to believe Jesus Christ is Lord, believe God raised him from the dead. They had to hold fast their confession. See, that's Hebrews, because that's what they had to do. They had to confess that he's Lord, but they, if they denied him, their head was cut off. So they had to hold fast their confession of faith without wavering. And they had to hold, that, hold fast to the end, until the end of their dispensation. All right, now that's Romans 10, 9 and 10. Uh, let me finish that. It says in verse 11, we are reading NLT, Romans 10 and verse 11. It says, as the scripture tell us, remember their message is as the scripture tell us. The gospel of Christ is not the scripture told us. It was revealed, it was hidden, and then it, was, then it was revealed. All right? It says, and then it said, the scripture tell us. So that means you can go back in the scripture and see this same message. Anyone who trusts in him would never be disgraced. Jews and Gentiles are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who give generously to all, watch this, who call on him. Remember, the message I'm showing you on the gospel of Christ, you are not calling on him to be saved. He called you to be saved. And that's the preaching of Christ is the calling. See, when God saved you now under the dispensation of grace, he called you. Remember, under Peter, James, and John message, the gospel of the kingdom, you had to call on the name of the Lord to be saved because your salvation, watch this, was in the name of the Lord. Under the gospel of grace, your salvation is not in the name of the Lord. 
Your salvation is in God's grace. Your salvation is in Christ's blood. I'm going to show you to it in the Word. Totally different. They were saved by calling on the name of the Lord. All right? And the name of the Lord was Jesus. Don't forget that. Paul preaching Christ. Peter preached Jesus. All right? Now, let's keep going. We're in, we in Romans chapter 10, verse 11. The scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will not be disgraced. Verse 12 says, Jews and Greeks are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who generously to all that call on him. Then in verse 13, for everyone who called on the, watch this, on the name of the Lord will be saved. Remember, the name of the Lord is Jesus. They, you haven't gotten Christ yet. That's when Paul came. So they, was, they said, whoever called on the name, Jesus, will be saved. Remember, will be saved. Then it says, but how, how can they call? Remember, you got to do the calling. How can you call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tell them? And how will they go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Now, this good news is the gospel of peace. If you read it out to King James, it said the gospel of peace. Well, the gospel of peace is the gospel of the kingdom. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God, not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, you get a chance, just take time uh, and read that. Well, let me just read some more. Verse 16. But not everyone welcomed the good news. Watch who you're going to go back to. Isaiah. Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith come by hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. All right? Now, this guy put this in there, but it's not Christ. It's Jesus. But I ask, have the people of Israel, see, Christ. You can't use Christ there because Israel rejected Christ. So they accept Jesus, but they didn't accept Christ. But I asked, have, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yeah, they've heard it. Well, you, they didn't preach Christ to Israel. You already know that should have been Jesus. It says, but I, but I asked in verse 19, did the people of Israel really understand? Yeah, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, see, you got that. If you read that, you got to understand, you got to understand what he's saying. All right. Now let's go back to Galatians chapter one. See, in Galatians chapter one, now the apostle Paul has come into the ministry, and he's going to show you in the teaching that Peter really did not believe in the message God gave him. Peter was still in the law, and God is going to reveal it this today. All right, now let's go back to Galatians 1 and 6. That's where we're at. Now, Paul is going to tell the Galatian church what their problems are. In Galatians 1 and 6, now, now we're, going to, we're going to just read this, whatever you have. All right. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ. 
See, this is what God has called the church for the church to want to come. Because the church saying, I already got what I want to preach. See, I want to preach, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead. Whoever call the name of the Lord shall be saved. I already got my message. Then you got somebody over here saying, well, I'm already believing in uh, Acts 2.38. See, so you got to repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See, the, I'm not going nowhere. Then you got this person who says, I'm Pentecost, ain't going nowhere. I'm apostolic, ain't going nowhere. See, I'm Baptist. I'm, I'm eating bread off the table every first Sunday. I'm drinking wine, and, and we're doing all right. I'm not going nowhere. But that's still not where God called you. Watch where God called you. In, in Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel that you are soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ to another gospel. So if you are not teaching the grace of Christ to be saved, listen, you are under another gospel. That's why you have another spirit, because you're under another gospel. Now, in verse number 7 says, which is not another, Galatians 1 and 7, but there be some that trouble you, watch what it says, and would pervert the gospel of Christ or turn from the truth. Now, let's do that verse in the NLT. That's Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. We're going to pick it up there and begin to show you. Now, my message, once again, is a question. What is the truth of the gospel? See, you are teaching a, a message like the word of faith is teaching a message, but it's faith. It's the message of the faith. If you're not preaching the cross, you're not preaching Christ. See, it's a different message. The message of Christ, I, I want to do something. Let's do this. I want you to write down for me. Not now. We're not going to do it now. But write it down, and in a moment, maybe a few minutes from now, we're going to do Galatians chapter 3, but we're going to do Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 7, but we're going to do it out of the good news. Now, we're not going to do it right now. I just want you to write that down. Then I'm going to tell you, I gave you something. What did I give you? I gave you Galatians 3, 1 through 7, out of the good news. All right, now, let's go to here. We are, we are reading out of the uh, NLT, and I'm reading Galatia uh, chapter number one. And I'm at verse number six. Want to make sure everybody there? Galatia one, and let's look at uh, chapter one, and let's look at verse number six. Watch what Paul said. Paul said, I am shocked that you are turning away, from, turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. Watch this. He called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. He said, look, you, you're going the wrong way. He said, but... Is not the good news at all. 
You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth, watch this, concerning Christ. So if you appreciate faith, you're not preaching Christ. If you're preaching water baptism, you're not preaching Christ. If you're preaching bread and wine on the table, you're not preaching Christ. You got to preach the cross. You got to preach Christ crucified. His death, been resurrection for salvation. Watch what it says. We are in the NLT and we're in verse 8. Chapter 1, verse 8. He said, let God curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again, Paul says, verse 9, that we have said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10. Out of the NLT. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Then he's going to say in verse 11, dear brothers and sisters, we're in the NLT. I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I receive my message from no human source. No one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. You know what I'm listening. You, you know what I'm like when I follow the Jewish religion. He said, look, you know what I was like when I followed the Jew, Jews' religion. How violently persecuted the church. I violently, watched this, I violently persecuted the church. I did my best to destroy it. Now you got to hear what he's saying because the key word is he persecuted the church of God and he tried to destroy it. Now we're going to find out why in a moment. It wasn't like he did something that he should have been doing, but God was still using him. Now watch what it says. So, Watch what it says. In verse number 13 again. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion. How violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it, he says. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the tradition of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to, re- watch this, to reveal his son to me that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Now you know that word Jesus should be Christ. See, when you read something, you know when somebody puts something there, it should, because you didn't preach Jesus to the Gentiles, you didn't preach Christ to the Jews. 
you preach Jesus to the Jews and Christ to the Gentiles. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Then he says, when this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away into Arabia, and I later returned to the city of Damascus. Now he says, three years later, remember when I get to Galatians chapter 2, it's going to be 14 years later. Then he said, now three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to get to know Peter. And I stayed with Peter 15 days. I stayed with Peter how long? 15 days. The only other apostles I met at that time was James, the Lord brother. I declare before God that what I am writing to you is not a lie. After that, I visit, that, after that visit, I went north into the providence of Syria and Cilicia. And still the Christians in the churches of Judea. Now you got to understand the churches in Judea were Jewish Church of God people. It was called the Church of God. They were Jews. And still the church, the Christians in the churches of Judea, what did they believe in? They believed in Peter's doctrine that Peter did not understand, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. They believe in Romans 10, 9, and 10. If they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart God raised Jesus from the dead, they shall be saved. That's what they believed. In verse number 21, 22, and still the Christians in the church of Judea didn't know, didn't know me personally. All they knew that people were saying, the one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very, watch this, what were they preaching? The faith. See, Paul preached the faith. He preached Jesus, and then he had to change his message when he went to the Gentiles, and now he could preach Christ and him crucified. You got to be able to know this. Watch what it says. The one who used to persecute us now preaches the very faith he tried to destroy because the church of God message was faith in Jesus as the Son of God. See, their message was faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Our message is faith in Christ, death, bearing, resurrection. See, they were before the cross. Before the cross, Christ hadn't died. So they could only believe who he is. They believe in his name. They believe he's the Christ, the Son of God. That's all they had. But on this side of the cross where we are, we had to believe in Christ's death, bearing, resurrection. And now he's both Lord and Christ. All right? Now, in Galatians chapter number 1, and watch what it says. It says in verse 23, all they knew that the, the people were saying, the one who used to persecute us 
is now preaching the very faith. I want to make sure you get that. They're preaching the very faith he tried to destroy. And they praise God because of me. Now, let me show you why in the second chapter, why he was destroying them of the very faith. Let's show you in Hebrew chapter 6. I'm going to show it to you when I go back to Galatia. Let's go to Hebrew 6 first. He was destroying that because that was his mission. It was a part of his mission that he didn't know about. Now you got to hear me real good because I know a lot of times people think they know. But listen, I'm, I'm helping you. I'm trying to show you something. God used Paul to destroy the church of God. That's some serious business. You got to know why. If you don't know why, you would think God don't know what's going on. God used the apostle Paul to destroy the church of God. God used the earthquake when he raised Jesus from the dead to destroy the temple of God. Why was he doing all this? Because he was tearing down the old so he can build the new. See, in the new covenant, we don't have a natural physical temple no more. What happened to it? God tore it down. What people are telling you today when Jesus comes back, what's going to happen? Well, he can come back when we build the temple. Listen, there's not going to be no temple built. Forget it. God's already building his church. See, upon this rock, I will build my church, my temple. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But people don't even know what, what God is doing. He's building his church. Know ye not, you, you in Christ are the temple of God. Jesus came and died and buried and raised again from the dead to give us the foundation. And now we build his temple, everybody's life on that foundation. Well, the other people under the church of God, they were believing in Jesus Christ, his name to be saved, which was Jesus. That had to be torn down. Look at Hebrews chapter 6. Watch what it says. In Hebrews chapter 6, regardless of what, chapter, what you're in, it doesn't matter. If you're in the King James, NLT, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, I go to it. He, in, in the King James. Therefore, watch what Paul says after he read chapter 5. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation, watch this, or repentance from dead works. Here's the next one I just told you that they had in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. That's faith towards God. They believed they were saved because they believed in Jesus Christ. They, faith, they had faith to be saved. 
But their faith was not in the cross. They were faith was in who Jesus is. Watch this. Leaving Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead work, and then faith toward God. Faith in God. That's what they had their faith at. See, the word Jesus is the same word as God. Let me say that another way. Jesus is the Father's name. Don't drop your cup. Don't drop your cup. Let me show it to you out of King James. The Gospel of John chapter 5, verse 43. John chapter 5, verse 43. Like I said, you can learn if you just get away from my, I think I know, I, I, I think I know. Don't have to compare yourself with me. Everybody have his potion in God. The Gospel of John chapter 5 and verse 43. Watch what, what Jesus says. See, the name Jesus is the Father's name. That's why the church of God was saved by believing in the name Jesus. And I'm going to show you, it, 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 when I get to it, that the way they were saved, they had, to be, they, they had to have the name of Jesus written on their forehead. See, you have the name of Christ. He did name of the name of Christ. Let him depart from iniquity. They were in the name of Jesus. All right, John chapter 5, verse 43. Let's put it on the screen. King James. Jesus says, I am come in my Father's name. Well, what, did he, what name did he come in? He came in the name of Jesus. He told them, tell no man he was the Christ. But he came in his Father's name. His Father's name was Jesus. And you receive me not. If another come in his own name, him you will receive. And we know he was talking about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 2 Thessalonians, all that kind of stuff. But Jesus is the Father's name. And they were saved because the word says, whoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's the name Jesus. In the Old Testament, it says, the name of the Lord is, boom, boom, a strong tower, boom, boom. Remember that? The righteous does what? Run into it. That's Jesus. And I say, the righteous runs into the name and is saved. That's how the righteous was saved, in the name of Jesus. You are saved in Christ. The spirit of Christ, the blood of Christ. All right, now let's move on because I, I, got, I got to get something done here. Let's go back to Hebrew uh, chapter number 6, remember? Okay, I, I'm not going to do no more Hebrew. I'm going to go back to Galatia. Uh, I told you I want to take you somewhere. Remember I said that? Galatians 3, 1 through 7. I told you what I'm going to read it out of. I said, good news. There you go. 
Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 7, and we're going to read that out the good news. Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 7. Now, I want you to hear this because I want you to hear what the Apostle Paul is going to say to them. And I want you to hear what message Paul is going to tell them. Remember when, you, when I read you Romans 10, 9 and 10, it said the message of faith. How many can remember that? I said the message of faith. All right, now watch this in Galatia. We'll read out the good news, chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 1 through 7 out the good news. I'm just going to read down till we get to where I need to be at. I'm not going to read it. He said, you foolish Galatians, who put a spell on you? Before you were, your very eye, you had a clear description of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. You saw him. Next verse, verse number two. Tell me the one thing. Did you receive God's spirit by doing what the law requires or by hearing the gospel and believing it? Hearing what? The gospel and believing it. How can you be so foolish? You began by God's spirit. Do you now want to finish by your own power? Did all your experience mean nothing at all? Surely it meant something. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you do what the law requires or because you hear the gospel and believe it? You did what? You hear the gospel and believe it. That's all I want to show you. You hear the gospel and believe it. All right, now, if I'm preaching to you the wrong message and you believe in the wrong message, you can't be saved. Now, hear me real good, because I know, I know a lot of people think Pastor Crump has gone too far now. Pastor Crump has gone too far. If you are under the dispensation of grace, and you are, look at Romans 6.14, King James. Romans 6.14, King James. You are under the dispensation of grace. Now, you got to understand, once you're under the dispensation of grace, you got to now be saved by grace. You can't go back here and take Romans 10, 9, and 10 to be saved under the dispensation of grace. Romans 10, 9, and 10 was for the Israel. You read Romans chapter 9, 10, 11, they're all to the nation of Israel. You can't be saved by your confession and your belief in the truth under the dispensation of grace. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law, but under grace. So you're under the dispensation of grace now. Now you have to know how is a man saved under the dispensation of grace. All right? Now, Let's, let's go back to uh, Galatia. And I told you we're going to go to Galatia chapter what? Galatians chapter 3. And we, we did 1 through 7, right? We're doing 1 through 8, I'm sorry. Go to King James. You and King James, stay there. Galatians chapter number 3, 1 through 8. It's okay, let's do the King James. Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 8. We're just going to run right through it. 
because I want to get back to my other teaching. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. See, Paul is making sure he tells them how to be saved. This is the greatest thing that I learned in the churches. People don't know how to be saved. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. That's where we were. Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 8. Here we go. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eye Jesus Christ has been evidently crucified among you. Remember, he called the gospel of Christ, death, being resurrection, the truth. For this what I learned of you, receive you the spirit of, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worked miracles among you, doeth it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham, watch this, believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Know therefore that they which are of faith, or in the faith, the same are the children of Israel. Oh, I'm sorry, Abraham. And verse 8, and the scripture foreseeing that God would, watch this now, the scripture foresaw. So when you read Romans 10, 9, and 10, you're reading what the scripture said. See, I'm telling you what the scripture foresaw. Hope you can understand that. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, watch this, through faith. Now, remember, that's what God showed Abraham, that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, and these shall all nations be blessed. Well, what gospel did God preach to Abraham? Go down and read verse number 13. We're going to cut it short. What gospel God preached to Abraham? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. Wait a minute. God preached Christ's death, burial, and resurrection to Abraham. How do I know that? You go back and look at it. What did God do? He told Abraham to put his son on the altar. Then he showed him that his son is going to die. They're going to pierce him in the side. God said, take the sword and step. That was going to be the piercing in the side. And then God going to raise him up from the dead. He, he showed Abraham the death of his son, Isaac, would be Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So that's what he was doing, preaching the gospel to Abraham. Look at Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 again. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for as it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. Watch, watch why he died on the cross. Hangeth on the tree, died on the cross. That's the blessing of Abraham. Well, what's the blessing of Abraham? God's righteousness might come on the Gentiles. This is how the, the Gentile would get God's righteousness is through faith. Through Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection. 
that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, how? Through faith. Now, why, why that word through faith is so powerful? Let me show you to you. Look, look at Romans chapter 3 and verse 30. Romans chapter 3 and verse 30. See, the Jewish believer was not saved through faith. The Gentiles are saved through faith. Through faith means through Christ's death, bed, and resurrection. By faith means by your confession your mouth and believe in your heart. That's by faith. That means something you're doing is by your faith. You are confessed with your mouth. You will believe in your heart. But the Gentiles are not saved by their faith. I mean by, yeah, they are saved by through faith. Look at Romans 3.30. That's what I'm waiting on. Romans 3.30 says, See, it is one God which shall justify the circumcision. The circumcision were Jews. They were justified by faith. So that's why by their confession, by their belief. See, they were saved by their confession. They were saved by their belief. By faith. That's why when you go back and read Hebrews chapter 12, chapter 11, chapter 12, you will see Abraham and you will see by faith. Because he had to do something. When you go back and look at Noah, you see Noah by faith. He had to build an ark. He had to do something. Abraham by faith. He had to offer his son to He had to do something. But we didn't have to do nothing. We just had to believe. It's through faith. And it's through the, our faith in Jesus Christ. All right. Now let's, let's uh, I just gave you that, right? Now we where? Romans 3.30, just in one verse. Romans chapter 3 and verse 30. Seeing as one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. We were justified through faith. Oh, I got something for you the next service. This is just an introduction to what I want to really give you the next service. We're going to show you this next service. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 and let's show you how you say. Matter of fact, this morning we're going to do a little different. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Since I use the word through faith. And let's start at verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Man, I'm telling you something. You're going you're gonna to get a chance to see something right now. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. We're reading out the King James 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. So but by grace, he said, And you has he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh the children of disobedience among whom all, we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, watch this, hath, past tense, quicken us together with Christ, for by grace you are saved. Now shall be, like we got in Romans 10, 9, and 10. 
By grace you are saved. Watch how you're saved. And has raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly place in Christ, that in the age to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. Watch this. Through Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Salvation is free. You don't have to confess to get it. You don't have to believe to get it. Well, you only believe to get it. You believe Christ died, buried, raised again from the dead. That's what you do. Put your faith in Christ, death and resurrection. That's how you say in the new covenant. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith has been opened unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.